אוקיי? אז בעצם היום הזה נימול אברהם בגמר. So it says that in middle of this day, Abraham circumcised. Bechlal, the word Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh, the middle of the day, we find several times in, uh, in the Torah. Um, like when we find by the uh, Noyach last week, we say that Noyach entered in the Torah Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh, the middle of the day. Uh, over here we see Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh Nimol Avram. The um, the Ba'itzis um, Mitzrayim when the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim it says Hashem took him out Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh by um, by Moshe Rabbeinu when he went up on on, on the mountain to to Hashem said he's going to pass away it also says Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh now Rashi comments he says Rashi actually says over there in uh, in in Dvorim. Rashi says that three times it says Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh and it means that if anybody can stop, let them go ahead and stop. Let them try to stop. You know, it's going to be just Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh. They said they're not going to let Moshe Rabbeinu die. They said we're not going to let Noyach get into the table. They said um, the Mitzrayim, you know. So it was always so Be'etzem Hayyim Hazeh means Hashem says, well, just in the just like in the day, uh, they're going to do it. You know, nothing's going to stop them. You know, like also by Kippur it says But nevertheless, over here, over here it means meaning right smack in the middle of the day, in front of everybody. You know, in other words, he didn't stop at all. But the Rashi doesn't say that directly over here. But Pasik says, "Be'etzem yimazel nimel Avraham." So Avraham circumcised. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe writes, "Lahavin hakushe." He wants to understand the answer for the question, "Shenisker b'svarim," that has been mentioned in the svarim, in the books, in the holy books. There's a question been asked. Why did Avram not circumcise himself before? In other words, in this passage it says that Avram was 99 years old when he circumcised himself. So why did Avram wait till he was 99 years old to circumcise himself? Now, what's the question? Well, Hashem didn't tell him before to circumcise so why should he have circumcised before? It says, Since he fulfilled the entire Torah, even before it was given. So the Torah wasn't given. In other words, it wasn't yet a mitzvah for them that they have to do so. So there wasn't a mitzvah of a bris for Avram Avinu. But nevertheless, we see that Avram Avinu fulfilled all the mitzvahs even before they were given. So, since there was a mitzvah of bris, now they learned Torah, they knew Torah, you know, who learned, learned Torah, that's why knew the behemoth, Torah, Rashi brought down. So, Torah they knew, Avram Avinu, Yozak, and Yeshiv, Yeshiva, they learned, everybody was learned. And we see, the Gemara says, Even a princess Esam and Rabbanon, which is a Ruvet of Shilin, he also learned. So, which means that he knew everything and he observed everything. Eid of Tafshilim, of course, is when you cook from before 
Yomta for Shabbos, uh, you want to make a, you want to be allowed to cook for Shabbos. Then you, what you do is you make a native tafshilah. That's over a mitzvah with You make a bracha, but it's a mitzvah with rabbonah. It's not a mitzvah with So, if Abraham did even a mitzvah with rabbonah, certainly do all, did all the mitzvahs with the Torah. So, since there is a mitzvah of the Torah to be mal to circumcise, so Abraham Avinu should have circumcised himself too. And not waited till he was 99 years old till he was told by Kaddish Baruch. So this is the question that the Sfarim asked about Abraham. And in order to understand this, so we want to try to understand this question. So first we have to understand what is the idea of Mila. Besides just the factual mitzvah of circumcising, right? What is the idea behind Mila? If we'll understand the idea behind Mila, then we'll understand why Abraham didn't do it on his own and he had to wait for Hashem. So first we have to understand what is Mila. And once we understand what is Mila, and the Rebbe is going to explain that there's actually two levels of Mila. Of course it's represented by the physical act. But the physical act is a representation of the concept of Mila. And because Avram Avinu, as we're going to say, wanted to reach the higher level of Mila, which is a Mila which is commanded by Hashem, that's why, as we're going to learn, that's why he waited till Hashem told him and he could do it on his own. Because if he would have done it, the physical act, he could represent the higher level of Mila as we want to learn. So we have to understand in the Amil. The Hinei Kisiv, uh, because the verse re- the writes when the Pasik talks about <laughs> the Torah says that it's very close Moshe Rabbeinu is selling to the Yidin but the Torah is very close and he says <laughs> it's not in the heavens saying <laughs> who can go up to the heavens so basically what does this mean that Torah is not what it's not in the Shomayim so when we translate it now as meaning that the Torah is lower than the level of Shemayim. We don't say Mi but rather the Torah is in a lower level than Shemayim. But if you look at the words Mi it's a Rosh Milo. So the word Mi is the beginning of the word Milo. Mem Yud Lamed Hey, Mi So what does it mean Rosh Milo? So it means that Mila is Miyalulon Hashemayim who goes up to the heaven. So in a way we're saying now that Torah, we don't say Miyalulon Hashemayim. But Mila is the Rosh Tevis Miyalulon Hashemayim. And what is this Torah Tevis? And if you look at the last letters of the word Miyalulon Hashemayim, you'll see it's the letter of Yudke Vavke. The Torah Tevis Habayim. At the end of the words are the name of Habayim, Yudke Vavke. So, what is it? all mean over here. So here we're seeing that the beginning of the words, what is a higher level? The beginning of the words or the end of the word? The beginning, it's the opening. So the opening is Mila, and the end is Yud Kevavki. And it's not Mila Hashemayim. Oh, so what? Bris will be a covenant between him and the Jewish people. Yes. Uh, that's what the, what's what the Hashem says, the Bris is. But when we talk about a bris, that you make a bris, we're essentially uh, making a covenant with Hashem, which Hashem said it should be in your body 
a covenant of Hashem. That's the level of the of the bris. And a Jew always has two covenants. I mean, the males, anyways, have the bris, and then they either have the tefillin, which is uh, it says no, so it's like two witnesses, two testimonies, or on Shabbos itself, because the observance of Shabbos or Yontav are in themselves a bris, are also a, a, an ois, they're also a sign. So the bris, the covenant is a sign in your flesh. But metaphorically, uh, the Torah uses the word of Mila also with relationship to one's heart. The Torah says, you shall cut the stuffness of your heart or the foreskin of your heart. That is alluding to the fact that sometimes we have certain parts in ourselves that cover our heart, don't allow for us to express our love and desire and yearning for Hashem. And the Torah refers to that as cutting away the foreskin to open up your hearts to Hashem. So it brings down like this. And the idea is in the beginning, the verse states, "Umaltem es orlas In the first verse, it says, "You shall circumcise the stuffness of your heart." So that means, who is the one that is supposed to cut away that blockage from your heart, which you don't allow to open to Hashem? Is your obligation. It says, Umal Tem. Malta means you. That's one Pasik. Baruksiv. Then there's another Pasik. And over there it says, Umal Hashem Elikecha es That God, your God, will circumcise your heart. So, in the other verse it says that who does the circumcising? Who does the bris? The bris is done by God. So the question is, how do we reconcile these two verses? One verse states that you must circumcise your heart, and the other verse states that God will circumcise your heart. So, the meaning is, upirish. so the meaning is, what is the meaning of this is? That there are two levels. That there are two levels of circumcisions. One level of circumcision is from below to above. Below means we are below. And Hashem is below, above. It starts with us. It starts from below. We start and we circumcise our heart from below. And we go above. Which means that we are required to circumcise, circumcise the stuffness of our hearts. And this is the concept of Teshuvah. Teshuvah, ah, yeah? Yeah, go ahead. That is the concept of Teshuvah. Teshuvah means to return. We have to return to God. What does it mean to, to circumcise our heart? means that if we strayed away, our heart wasn't tuned in to Hashem to fulfill the Torah mitzvahs. When we do Teshuvah, it means that we circumcise ourselves, we circumcise our heart, that we're turning to Hashem, we're going back to Hashem. Now, Kamesh Kosov, like the verse states, 
Vishafto Adashem Elikecha. Here it says what? You shall return up to God your God. Meaning that we return to Hashem. How do we do? That when we do, when we fulfill what says in the Torah, that we do the mitzvahs, that's how we return to Hashem. That is the first level. So, what happens when we do the first level of circumcision, which means that we circumcise our heart, and we do teshuva, then we merit redemption. Now, redemption means, on the global level, meaning Mashiach comes, right? But there's a certain level of redemption that we gain in ourselves. Because, the, as the, our sages tell us, V'amru, V'amru Rabbi Seinu, Zichroinom Livracha, that means our sages of blessed memory said, they said that Im Yisrael Oisim Teshuvah, if the Jews do Teshuvah, Nigolim, they will be redeemed. But the Imlav, if they don't do Teshuvah, Einigolim, they won't, they won't be redeemed. So that means that what Teshuvah accomplishes, it gives you redemption. So you must do tshuva to be redeemed. So in order for us to begin our process of our own personal redemption, we must do tshuva, just like the Jewish people as a whole will do tshuva to bring about the, all of the gula. But we will bring our own gula. But that's not the end. Just redemption is only the first step. Because there's a step that takes place that we find in the verse after being redeemed. After you do the first level, and that is kisiv. After the ingathering of the exiles, meaning when all the Jewish people from exiles are gathered in, the verse states, God will bring you to the land, and He will do good for you. That means that. You get out of exile is one level, but then he brings you to the land and he does good to you, which is a second level. After redemption, you reach greater heights, which is more than just being redeemed from the exile. It's a place of very goodness, which is in turn a second level of circumcision, we call that. That is redemption. That comes from above to below. That circumcision, that goodness, and that land that you get from Hashem, Hashem removes all the covers, and He does further, Umol Hashem Elikecho Es Levavcha, that Hashem will circumcise your heart. That is the second level that we merit to gain Hashem's circumcision, that means that Hashem is the one that opens up our hearts. So now we have two levels that we're talking about. We're talking about a milah, a circumcision, which brings us to the lower level, which brings us to redemption. And then after redemption, we have another milah. A milah basically means an uncovering, uh, an openness to Hashem, our hearts being circumcised. We're talking about the 
metaphorically opening up. There's one level of opening up to Hashem on the lower level, and then there's a higher level which we attained later on. And he brings in the parentheses over here that the Zehu, and this is also the meaning of the verse which it says, he says, he will do good to you, he says, he will do even better to you than he did to your fathers. Meaning to say that the goodness that your fathers had are going to be surpassed by the goodness that Hashem is going to give you. The goodness is going to surpass the goodness that your fathers have. Who is he? Who, who has goodness? There is a level of goodness that we attain just by the ordinary bris mila. But then there is a additional level of goodness, which would be considered the level of morav tufcha asher tzafantochulu. The verse says how great is the goodness that you've hidden, etc., for the righteous ones. Uh, that means it will be even a greater level of goodness than the righteous one. And we see a very similar idea that Moshe Rabbeinu, we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was born while he was circumcised. Moshe Rabbeinu says was born as he was circumcised. Um, saying here that by Moshe, Shanoilad Mohul, Moshe, who was born circumcised. Now, apparently, Moshe being more exceed, when the Pasik says, with regards to Moshe, it says, It says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, it says that she saw, his mother saw that he was good. What does it mean that he was good? What means, what, what, in what way did it express itself that he was good? He was born, she saw that this boy was good. How did she see, what did it mean that the boy was good? Rashi has various different commentaries, either that the house was filled with light, various different interpretations. But one interpretation is, Kitoivu, that he was born circumcised. So you see, somebody born circumcised, or circumcision, is called toiv, is good, right? So that goodness, so we see that somebody who is circumcised from above, who did Moshe Rabbeinu's circumcision? Not humans, he didn't do it himself. Who did Moshe Rabbeinu's circumcision? Hashem did it, because it says that he was born circumcised. That means that it was done by Hashem. That is similar to the level of circumcision that we're talking that will be, Hashem will do you circumcision. And we see over there, we call it a level of toiv, of good, which is the tovcha that you've, it's good more than your father. So we see that that level of, of, of circumcision is called toiv, that's called good. It makes you good than your fathers, meaning that it gives you the level of bris. So now he explains it a little bit more in, in, in the words. Okay, just a second. He, uh, he explains to you like this, Bahainu, and that is, Shabchinas milo rishoino, Shemilmata lemailo, the first 
level of Mila that we discussed, which is from below to above, which means that starts with the person, the level of Teshuvah, he is Arusa Dilitato. That is an arousal from below. That means it's an arousal that comes from the person. The person arouses himself. He works on that arousal to get himself to a situation that he should be tuned in to Hashem and want godliness. And then he says, then you said, there is an arousal from above, which means Hashem is aroused to enlighten you. When you enlighten yourself, you arouse yourself to God, there is also an arousal corresponding to that by Hashem from above to give you back, to enlighten you. So, Visarusa del Eila, so that is Isarusa del Tato. And Visarusa del Eila, who Hagilui, that is the revelation of the Bechina, of the level of Umol Hashem Alekecha Es Levav That God, your God, will circumcise your heart. So, the first level is your arousal, is your Mila. And the, uh, uh, the arousal from above is the Bechina, is the level of a Mol Hashem as Levavcha, where God circumcised your heart. Okay, so now we clarify that we have these two different levels. We have the level of Hashem, of us turning to Hashem, which is our Mila that we do, we circumcise our heart. And then we have the Mila which Hashem gives us. In a grandeur way, we said that before the redemption, the first one brings about uh, redemption. The second one brings about a higher level of goodness. Metaphorically speaking, the first one is Jerusalem, we open ourselves up a little bit. And then we get a great a lot more from Hashem. It's like we get a lot greater level. Now, vihine al As far as this second circumcision that we're talking about here, the higher level, that takes place after the gathering of the exiles. That's when we're going to have the merit of the second level of uh, of mila, and that's also going to happen and after we fulfill the entire Torah. Which means, first we have to go through the steps. We have to do the first Mila, alright? And there's a gathering of exiles. Then we marry the higher level. But that means, after we fulfill the Torah. Of then we say, Mi Yale Lono Hashemayma. That it's Rosh Tevis Mila, who goes up, then Rosh Tevis Mila. Which means, that, this posik that has the letters Mila in it is not the ordinary Mila. It's not the first level of Mila. It's the second level of Mila. It's the second level that comes from above that is, as pointed out before, that it has the beginning of level Mila. Now, that level of Mila, Shehi Lemailo Mimchinas For that is higher than the level of Torah. Which means we're saying 
that after you study all the Torah, after the gathering the exile, then you get a higher level of goodness of Hashem. So that means that level of Mila is a higher level than Torah even, because that's after you've studied Torah, Hashem gives you a certain goodness, a certain revelation, which is even more than the revelation that you can get through Torah. That comes after Torah. That's second level Why? How do we say this? Ki ala Torah nemar, for on the Torah it states, loy bashamayimhi. It's, that verse begins, the Torah isn't in the heavens. The Torah, it says, loy bashamayimhi. Proceeding these words is, the Torah is not in the heavens to say who can go up to the heavens. So the Torah is loy bashamayimhi. The Torah is not above the Torah is not in the heavens, which means the level of Torah, shehi nishpeles lemato davke, that it has been lowered to this world. Hashem took the Torah, brought it down to us. The level of Torah has descended and has been lowered down into this world. So therefore the level of Torah is no longer on the highest level. The way we perceive and the way we study Torah it's been brought down to us, to our comprehension, to our ability. It's in the lower, in, the, in, in, in a level to us. And that's why we find, like we see in the Gemara, Gemara has an interesting story over there. There was a whole debate in the Gemara over there about a certain ruling. And there was one rabbi over there who went against all the other rabbis and he insisted the law and they went and tried to prove him that they're correct. And they even used a voice that came out from heaven, known as Baskoil. The uh, term of Baskoil means a voice from heaven that declared and stated very openly that Rabbi Yeshua is correct. That the, I mean, that the rabbis are correct in their ruling against Rabbi Yeshua. So, what did Rabbi Yeshua say over there? Shaoma Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua says, he says, Ein mashgichin We don't pay attention to a baskel. Why don't we pay attention to a baskel? He says, I don't care what the voice of heaven says. Why? The Torah is not in the heavens. The Torah is below. The only Torah is below in this world. So that demonstrates Kim Lamato Himeno. Meaning below the 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 uh, the shemaim. So that means when you look at the Torah, we're saying Torah loba shemaimi. In the literal sense, it means we don't care about what the heavens say. The Torah wants us to decide the ruling based on our understanding of Torah. Torah doesn't want us to understand the ruling based on somebody else's. So therefore we have to go on by what we see. And therefore if you sure refuse to accept them. But right now we're talking about this in the spiritual meaning of things. Basically we're saying Torah is not in the heavens. The Torah has descended down to the level of the earth in this world. And the Nikra, and it's called, it's called the Nikras, and it's called Toiras Hashem. It's called Hashem's Torah. He says, Toiras Hashem, when we say the Torah of Hashem, that represents it coming down into this world. 
Because when you say the letter of Yud K Vav K Hashem, that symbolizes already a formation of letters and shape which demonstrate how the world it, it comes down. First a Yud, a dot, then a He, a wide, and then Vav extension, and then another He. That's the letter of Yud K Vav K. Because Shem Havaye, the name of Hashem, represents. First you have the Yud, that's the letter Yud, which is Tzimtzum, that shows contraction. The Yud, it's a dot, it shows concealment, that everything from above is concealed and contracted into the one dot, into the one Yud. And then you have the He, the letter He from the name of Hashem, which is Hispastus, which is means expansion, because the hey, letter hey, has three sides, it's wide, it's not low, it shows an expansion, that means that the, uh, what was contracted comes out later on in an expanded form. And then you have, which is, his pastor's which is Hamshachachulu, etc. So on with the other letters. Through this, it extends below. Through this formation of these letters, which is called the name of Hashem, it was extended, it drew down below, it came down to this world. These name of Hashem, Yud, K, and the Vav, later on, that is what brings down these letters to this, to this world. All these kings, okay? So again, you have Yud Simpson, the K is Ispashtus, and the Vav is Hamshocha, etc., and then the next K. And he says, Through this, This is how it comes down below. So that represents a high level coming down low. That's why it's called Teres Avayim. But the Mila, which is mentioned above, which is the higher level of Mila, the, the higher level, he lemaila mishem havaya. It is higher than the name of Havaya. Achehi biroshe tevis, until that takes the first opening of the letters, and the mishem Havaya, and the name of Yotke Vavke, who besoyfe tevis, is at the end of the letters, which shows to us that that is on a higher, that that is at a higher level. So, basically, what he's saying to you over here is that the word Mila, Mi Yalelon HaShemayim, that it is, Mila goes up to the Shemayim. Who goes up to the heavens? The words Mi Yalelon HaShemayim means you do go up to the heaven. Because this, this level of Mila goes up to the heavens. It's more because the revelation of Torah is a revelation of godliness as it's been formulated, descended through the Yud Kevavke into this world. But the level of Mila, this goodness, that's a higher level, which is beyond the level of Mila, which is uh, a level of Hetivcha. And that's why in the words Miyal and Shemayim, Mila comes first, and Yud Kevavke comes later, because it's higher than Yud Kevavke, and that's why Mila comes first. Va'al Kain, and therefore, because it's higher, he mi 
It is from the uh, level of Shemaima. And it is and it's beyond the level of Torah, which has descended, which has been brought down lower than these heavens. And that's why that's in the beginning and that is in the end. Now he says, And about this, our rabbis of blessed memory said that Gidoilo Milo Shenichlusu Aleho Sholish Esribrisis. This is a statement, and we interpret the statement in the simple text that Mila is great. Mila is great. It's a very special mitzvah, Mila. Sometimes we find that Mila overrides the Shabbos, right? If you have a bris on Shabbos, we do a Mila even on Shabbos. Because Mila has 13 times the Torah says it's a covenant. It says it's a covenant between me and the Jewish people. And the Torah repeats it 13 times that the Torah uses the language that it's a covenant. So that makes it in a very high level, that it's a covenant. And therefore, uh, it has a specialty. But here, the Rebbe teaches it a little bit in a different way. Over here he teaches it, meaning that it's talking about the great level of Mila. That is the higher level of Mila that is from above to below. Because as we explained earlier, there are two levels of Mila. So we're not just, not besides the simple sets, the Mila is great, but we're talking here about the greater level of Mila, which is the higher level of, 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 of the Mila. So Pirush Gidoila Mila, what, what does it mean, Gedoyla Mila? We're talking about the greater Ibrahinas Mila Gedoyla. We're talking about the higher, the greater level of Mila, Shamil Maila Lamata, which is from above to, uh, to, to below. Which means the Mila that Hashem does. And uh, that is why the, uh, the, the. And that is it. So, what does it mean? As, skip the parentheses for a minute. Shayomul Hashem Elikecha, Shayomul Hashem, that which God will circumcise as Levovcha. That is what it goes upon. So, what it goes upon, what it's talking about, is the greater level of Milos. And the Loche Niklesu, the Yud Gimel Brisus. So, before we go any further, I just want to make a synopsis of what we learned over here. Uh, and, um, I know that it's, it's, it's a little bit, you know, a lot of these concepts are foreign, but first of all, I just want to say to you, when you understand the Hebrew, and you know these, you know these texts independently, it fits in very well. The language fits in so beautifully that it's amazing. It's wondrous how the Alter Rebbe came up with these Ideas pulling the, all these different texts together and coming out with the idea that he's trying to present over here. The idea 
you cannot fully appreciate it because you're just learning the text now and you're reading it. So it's harder to appreciate and see the inside, the, the play on words, how it fits in and how all these different things just uh, work out together. But basically, just to sum up the mimer what we were learning, he, he started off with a question, why is it that Abraham didn't circumcise himself? And basically, what he's saying to you, saying to you metaphorically, yes, circumcising is a physical act. And I gave you an answer before that if he circumcised himself once, he couldn't circumcise himself again. So that's a physical circumcision. But the circumcising also has a spiritual act, a spiritual meaning. When Avram Avinu circumcised, it means that he opened up to a much higher level. Now, there is one level a person can reach with his own powers when he circumcises himself. But that's limited. That's a limited level. But there's a higher level that you can gain when Hashem circumcises you. This is the, which means when Hashem gives you a gift. Avram Avinu waited basically for Hashem to tell him to circumcise because he earned and wanted to receive that higher gift. He was waiting. That waiting represents the idea of waiting for that higher gift. It's, you know, like if you have stock, right? You don't want to sell the stock when the prices are low. You want to wait till the prices are really skyrocketing and that's when you want to sell. The circumcision is like the selling. That's when he attains that level. He wanted to wait for the time when Hashem is going to give him that special level that he's going to regain, that what he's going to achieve. He wanted Hashem to give it to him. He didn't want to jump the gun by doing himself. So metaphorically speaking, what we're saying over here is he waited. It was Hashem that actually did the circumcision for him. That level that we're going to merit that which is a second level that comes after Mashiach comes and after and which also represents the higher level that's a level that some people get today too at their level, Avram Avinu got that Avram Avinu got that from Hashem so therefore Avram waited for Hashem to tell him because he wanted to and he reached in to get this higher level Makes sense a little bit. I'm sure not certain those out, but this is what the Mimer is trying to, to, to tell us over here. And, and that's why it was a covenant with 13 bris. Do as it's known, what does it mean? Why is it for that? Because this is the idea of a bris, is actually to reach into a much deeper level, in a level of higher than Shemayim, which is. Because that's the concept of a bris. bris. What is the idea of you when you form a covenant? That's beyond one's intellect and knowledge. For example, two people who are friends, they make, they form a covenant. That they will love one another. What is it? And that is that he's sort of forced to be, stay in love with them, stay friendly with them. He's forceful. Even if later on it does not extend to him because of his intellect and knowledge, he doesn't understand that feeling, he's still going to stay his friend. That means a bliss. That means that you're connecting yourself in a way which is higher 
than reasoning, because later on there is no reasoning. But we formed a covenant. The covenant means that no matter what, even there's no reason, still we're going to become a kriyat Nevertheless, he forces himself to love in a level which is beyond one's intellect and understanding. And likewise, in order for it to be revealed and extend the higher level of Mila, that's the level of the Rav Tufcha, the great goodness that we mentioned before. That's through the 13 attributes of mercy. Those are very on a higher place than higher than, than in a place of Shemayim. And that's why it's Yud Gimel. That's why it's 13 Christus Bris. Which is beyond the intellect, the wisdom, and the understanding and the intellect. That's why it's higher than Shemayim. Because it's Torah Shemayim. Those are all Mitzumtzum into the Eilam, that it goes down into the intellect. Because Torah we understand everything that we learned before. It's all connected to Torah, but descended into the understanding. But the Yud Gimel Midas this is higher, this is like Christus Bris. This is something that we are coming higher than. Tomorrow you see Yud Gimel Midas HaRachamim. Hey, Chinnah Shomayim HaTorah, just like Yud Gimel Midas HaRachamim, 13 after the mercy. Are on a level that's higher than Torah, and that's why there is the forgiving of sin. Why do we say, Hashem forgives us? Hashem says, Say to me, why, do you, what is the power of How could you forgive the sin over there? Because it's a place which is higher than the sin. In a place where, so over there, you know what you do matters, and therefore you're punished or you're, you're accountable for it. But when you bring in a higher level than that place of accountability, which is level, you give it Sarachamim, which is beyond the Shtalshus, that's when it appears the Chesavim. Then Emar, and this is written, Ad Yavir Amcha Hashem, until your nation will pass, nation Hashem, it says there. But they're saying here, pass, they'll pass Havayim. Ad Yavir Amcha Havayim, when we say in the Shira, Hayam, it says, until they pass, means they'll pass through. They go beyond Havaya. Pirush, Adiyavu b'Bchinas Shalomayim b'Shem Havaya. Until they go to a level higher, B'Shem Havaya, which is the Yudgimon B'Mitzrachim. We got Yudgimon B'Mitzrachim. See, Vayaver. Also by B'Mitzrachim it says Vayaver Hashem upon Avayikra Hashem Hashem. So we see that means passing through, so that you go over in a higher level than the level of Yishtalshim. In Eibaz Ayuvon in Yeshavron Kim Kolatoy Rokula. With this we can understand the concept that Avram fulfilled the entire Torah actually even before it was given. But he did not fulfill the mitzvah mila. If Neisharot because he wanted to reach to that higher level of mila, which is from above to below. Even though it was his physical act of mila, but that was going to represent the higher level of mila from above. Therefore, he did fulfill the entire Torah which is lower than mila, which is observing the term. The term is that is mitzvah. That's in the world. Then he merited Then he merited to have the greater level of Mila that comes from above. And this is what it says. Avram was circumcised. He circumcised himself. Like we say at the beginning, with regard to the circumcision, 
of Yishmoel who miknas kaspe and those who he acquired for his money. That is an act of Vayomo. Who? Because that is the level of Yishmoel. But this comes Nimol as if he was Nimol by Hashem. That's the Milo Lamata. You should circumcise the stuff you have. He merited to have Hashem circumcised. Now he's typing the word in the essence of that day. What is the essence of that day? In the essence of the, this talks about the essence of the day that's good. What is the essence of that day? I know the great revelations will be in the future. That's when he received the etzim of that day, meaning that the etzim he got the atzmius, the higher level. Was Nimal Avram Chol, then he circumcised.